Let's talk about Advent for a moment. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Zephaniah chapter 3. Um, that's where we're going to be this morning. A couple of new things uh, today. I'm not sure I've ever, um, I'm not sure I'd have to go back and kind of look. Uh, I should have done that, but um, I'm not sure I've ever preached from the book of Zephaniah. Um, but we are this morning, Zephaniah chapter 3. And um, throwing a little curveball at you. Um, throwing a little curveball at you. I'm preaching from the New International Version, uh, the NIV today. And so some of you that are used to me preaching from the ESV, some of the words are going to be a little different this morning, um, but that's okay. We might, we might explain that in, in just a few moments, but um, preaching from the NIV. So um, as we think about Advent, which is the season that we're in right now, it's the season that we look back at the coming of Jesus and simultaneously gaze into the future for the second coming of Jesus, for the second advent, advent to come. Hope, at peace, and now joy, right? And, and, um, and, and it's, it's kind of, there's a phrase um, that Matt Chandler says a lot um, when it comes to Advent, and it's the already but not yet, right? The already but not yet. Right, and so um, maybe you've had some experiences like that before, where already but not yet, right? Um, like I don't know if you've been over to uh, Chick Fil A in Westbrook, um, or or otherwise known as Christian Chicken, um, but um, Chick Fil A in Westbrook, they've got the line uh, kind of wrapped all the way around Market Basket, and if you've been there, you know it can be anywhere from like a ten fifteen minute wait to like two two and a half hour wait. Um, and and we've, we've been a couple times, right, if you go, if you go in the morning, right, if you, want to, if you want to hack, if you want to trick, right, you go in the morning, uh, get breakfast, okay, it's the same uh, good Christian chicken, um, but just less of, less of a wait time. But one of the things, I, I can't remember, it was a few weeks ago, and, uh, and, and Kristen wasn't around, and so uh, the kids wanted Chick-fil-A. And so, um, you know, being, being the dad I am, trying to enjoy my kids and infuse joy, in them, right, uh, took them uh, to Chick-fil-A, and uh, got in line at Chick-fil-A, and thought, oh, this isn't going to be that bad. Well, about an hour and a half later, okay, we received our Chick-fil-A, an hour and a half later, and some of you are like, man, that's way too long to wait. Why in the world would you wait that long? I didn't know, right? I kind of thought we were close. I had no idea. And then the line divided in two, and I went right thinking, oh man, this is going to really speed up this process, right? Wrong decision, okay? Wrong decision. Should have gone left. Should have gone left. I would have cut about 20 minutes off of the thing, right? But I didn't. But one thing I was thinking as I was sitting in that Chick-fil-A line, as you roll down your window from time to time just to kind of get a feel and just kind of, you know, all that, you could smell, right? The aroma of Chick-fil-A would just saturate your car and just, and just like, it would just, oh, it was, it was a beautiful, sweet aroma. Um, when, when scriptures talk about the sweet aroma of the Holy Spirit, they're talking about the Chick-fil-A smell, right? And so, and so um, there's just a sweet aroma that would just fill, right, my nostrils and my car, and then it kind of roll the window back up, right? And I was remembering, I was remembering as I was smelling the aroma of what's to come, right, of what's to come, because I've already experienced 
the Chick-fil-A, right? I've already experienced it, right? But there's more to come, right? There's more to come. And so, and so it helped me, right, stay in the game to finish the process, right? And so then, then you would order, right? And then you receive the Chick-fil-A and then you get home and realize that you didn't have two things that you ordered and you're all frustrated. Anyway, but right, every illustration breaks down somewhere, okay? Right? But, but the already but not yet, right? That, I've, that I'm sitting in this line and I already know what's to come, right? Because I've experienced it, right? I've experienced it before, but I'm not quite there yet, right? And that's Advent, right? That's Advent. That's every Christmas for us. That's every Easter for us. This is every day for the believer, that the already is that Jesus has already come. Jesus has already won the victory. Jesus has already offered you new life. Jesus has already forgiven you. Jesus has already paid your debt. But the not yet is that he's coming again, right? And that's the beauty and the celebration of Advent. That no matter what frustration you're walking through today, confusion, disappointment, joy, right? No matter what, there's something better that's yet to come, right? It's the already, but not yet. Jesus has already blessed us. Jesus has already done the work, but not yet. There's more to come, right? There's eternity to come. There's, there, is, there is heaven to come. There is celebration to come. There is worship to come. And so we're in this already, but not yet. And the joy is in both seasons. I want you to see that. I want you to hear that this morning, that the joy is in both the already, right, that he has come, that he has humbled himself, that he has stepped out of heaven, that Jesus put skin on and came down to, to, to uh, who knew no sin to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him, right, the already, but not yet, right? There's hope for a future. There's more to come. There's eternity. He's coming back, right? And so there's a reason to celebrate. There's a reason to joy today. There's a reason to be an active participant in this thing called faith versus just sitting on the sidelines and being a spectator, right? There is a, there is a reason to get involved in this, right? Um, all right, let's, let's get back. Let's stop preaching for a moment. Let's get back, okay? There is no emotion. There is no emotion when you think about joy, right? There is no emotion more welcomed into the human life than that of joy, right? There's no emotion more welcomed into the human life than that of joy. And I, th I think that right now, right? Uh, I, I, just an observation. I don't have any research from the Barna group or, or the Dylan Hesseltine group or anything like that to, to, to add validity to this. Uh, just, just my observation, right? Uh, people were, were more anticipatory this year of Christmas, I think, than ever. Man, I put Christmas music on like before November hit. In my office one day, I was listening to Christmas music. I don't, I can't explain it. It was just supernatural, right? Um, I feel like people put Christmas lights up uh, faster this year than ever, just kind of riding around, seeing, seeing different things. People were anticipatory of Christmas this year and needed and were looking ahead to the joy that comes around the gatherings and, 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 and all of the wrappings that, 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 that are Christmas, right? And there's no more welcomed uh, emotion into the human life than that of joy. Sure, there can, there can be those people um, that overdo joy, right? That, 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 that they need to 
um, drink less coffee, right? Uh, they need to, they, you know, and, and, and those types of things, right? They can, they can be a little, but, but even that, right? Even that, right? Uh, it, it's, it's kind of a welcome thing to see it, right? It's kind of a welcome thing to see it. Um, anyway, let me, let me keep going. Joy is the realization, right? That deeply held hopes have been or shortly will be fulfilled. I love that. Joy is the realization that deeply held hopes have been or shortly will be fulfilled. Joy is also the dawning of an understanding that those events which have been most feared will not occur. But if joy is always one of the sweeter sensations of life, especially uh, that joy which is completely unexpected, right? That thing that just happens that's completely unexpected or which breaks suddenly into the midst of our gloom, right? Our text today that we're going to read from Zephaniah speaks of such joy. Joy that arrives on the horizon in the midst of chaos of life. Joy that arrives in the midst of chaos of life. Joy is the reward of obedience. Joy is the reward of obedience. So let me give you a little background to Zephaniah. These people have been persecuted and looking ahead to joy for about 50 years. Okay, They're tasting freedom. They're tasting freedom for the first time in about 50 years. They're tasting goodness for the first time in about 50 years. Okay, So imagine chaos, confusion, oppression right? for, for 50 years. And now Zephaniah is speaking. Speaking to this group of people, he's prophesying to this group of people that had been um, that that had been uh, uh, um, uh, in 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 kind of in kind of bondage for fifty for fifty years, and now they're tasting freedom for the first time. And Zephaniah really lets them have it for the first like two chapters, right? He he's really calling them to repentance, right? It's kind of a uh, you know kind of a Galatians type um, 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 message in the beginning where Paul you know writes to the Galatian church, right? You foolish Galatians, what are you thinking, right? Kind of insulting them almost, um, but, 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 but calling them out, right? Calling them to the carpet. And, and, and so Zephaniah is kind of doing that in the first couple of chapters, but then he gets to the point in verse, in chapter three, verse eight. Okay. And now again, uh, uh, through verse eight in this morning, it's not going to be on your screen, but, uh, but, but Zephaniah writes, therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord. Right, wait for me, declares the Lord. He's he's calling them to repentance. He's 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 addressing their their newfound freedom for the for the day I will stand up to testify. I have decided to assemble the nations, to gather the kingdoms, to pour out my wrath on them, all my fierce anger. The whole world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. Right, we serve a just God. Right. We serve a just God who's won the victory, and he's promising to these people, right, that he is going to deal, that he's going to fight their battles, right? He's going to fight their battles. He's going to call all of their battles and all the people that, that have oppressed them and that have, have, have brought them trouble if they would repent to the carpet, right? Verse 9, then I will purify the lips. Then I will purify the lips of the peoples that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve Him shoulder to shoulder. I love that. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. Verse 10, From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshipers, my scattered people will bring me offerings. On that day you will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me, because I will remove them. 
I will, excuse me, I will remove from this city those who rejoice in their pride. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill. But I will leave within you the meek and humble who trust in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong. They will speak no lies, nor will deceit be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. Can you hear the already but not yet? Right? Can you hear the already but not yet? That, 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 that Zephaniah is speaking, right? That, 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 that God has already done some of this, but there's more to come. Right? There's more to come. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The, the Lord has taken away your punishment. He's turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing the already but not yet. The sorrows, verse 18, for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. At that time I will deal with all who oppress you. I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. At that time, I will gather you, and at that time, I will bring you home. The already, but not yet. I will, I, will give, I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. When I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. If you're taking notes, sitting on your couch, I, I, I encourage you, I challenge you, write this down. Our journey of faith, our journey of faith, okay? Listen, we're going to be active participants this morning, okay? We're going to be active participants this morning. We're not just going to sit back, and this is not a throwaway Sunday, Okay, this is not a throwaway Sunday. We did this, right, to, to, so that we can continue to gather, so that we can be smart, right, so that we can be responsible, right? But this is not a throwaway Sunday. I don't want you to see this as a throwaway Sunday. Wake up, fellas that are sleeping on the couch and you're starting to nod off, okay? Go grab another cup of coffee while I'm reading the thesis statement of this message, okay? Make sure you can stay awake. This is not a throwaway Sunday, okay? Our faith, our journey of faith must be marked by joy. I want you to say it with me. I want you to shout it. I want, you to, I want your neighbors who are kind of sitting out front enjoying the beauty of, of a, a little bit warmer morning and, and the snow being gone and spring is here, right? I, I, want you, I want them to be able to hear you, okay? I want them to be able to hear you. Our journey of faith must be marked by joy. Our journey of faith must be marked by joy. And that's what I want you to see. Now again, again, I'm not taking anything away from what's happening right now. I'm not taking anything away from what's happening right now. And so, and so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of tell you, right? When I read that these people have been persecuted and oppressed and, and, and kind of brought through the ringer for 50 years, right? And I think of the last 21 months, I'm not sure I have 50 years in me, 
right? Of, of, of making decisions like we had to make on Thursday, of, 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 of figuring all this out, of, 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 of examining, right? Every time I sniff or every time I sneeze or every time I cough, right? I was, I was in public yesterday and, and kind of uh, the, the, the water went down the wrong pipe, you know what I mean, right? Two years ago, no big deal. Yesterday, right, I'm kind of coughing. I'm like, it's not COVID, right? I promise it's not COVID, right? right? And I'm not trying to make light of this, right? This is, this is, this is chaos. This is confusion at its finest, right? Who, who was around who and for how long? And, and what, is the, what is the wise thing to do versus what do we want to do, right? And, and, there's, and there's so much in this. And, and as, I, as, I kind of, as I kind of dreaded, as I kind of dreaded throughout the week that, that, that okay, this is all happening, right? This is all happening. Um, you, know, it, you know, in my life and in, in, in the six of our family's life and in, 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 in our staff and, and in our church and your families and, 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 and hearing, you know, all of the, the, the distraughtness and, and the quarantines and this test and that test and this exposure and that exposure, right? And hearing all that. And I'm like, and I got to preach on joy on Sunday, right? Like, like, where's the joy in this? Like, I don't want to, right? And, I, and so I was thinking, well, who could, who could preach on joy this Sunday that's going through a really good time right now? And then I was like, no, you know what? And it was like the Holy Spirit whispered to me. It was like, joy is not circumstantial, right? It's not circumstantial. We can't base our joy in the already but not yet based on what's happening to us and with us right now. We can't do it. And so if we, say, if we say that our journey of faith must be marked by joy, and then we read things that Jesus said, like in this world you're going to have trouble, but behold, I've overcome the world, don't fret, right? Then, then Jesus must have meant that in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of our trouble, we needed to enjoy, right? In the midst of our trouble, we needed to, to enjoy. doesn't mean we got to be happy about it, but in the midst of our trouble, how do we infuse joy? I received a text uh, last night from, from someone that's, that, that's, that's in quarantine at Summit, and, um, and, and, uh, and, and, and they, they, they said, uh, send help, right? Send help that somebody here in quarantine is calling it corn, corn vibing. They're corn vibing, Right? And so it's taking a toll, right? But that's infusing joy into a, into a messy situation, right? They're core and vibing. That's a new term. I think we should get that up, I think we should get that up to the upper levels, right? Because I think, I think we should rename it core and vibing, right? right? But our journey of faith must be marked by joy no matter the circumstances. Why? Because joy is not based on our circumstances. It's joy is based in the already but not yet. Joy is found in the already but not yet. That, that, has, that has nothing, that has no basis, right? That, 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 that isn't dependent, there it is, that isn't dependent on your circumstances or my circumstances. The already but not yet that we've read about here in Zephaniah doesn't change based on our circumstances. Okay? The already but not yet. And so we see here, we see here two things. I want to point out two things, and I want to give you, I want to give you six things from the Lord in, uh, in, in this passage, okay? And, uh, and we're, going, we're going to fly through these, all right? Uh, we, what's to come, right? What's to come? Uh, so so our, make, our main point this morning, our journey of faith must be marked by joy. What's to come? Number one, we see in verses 9 through 13, discord and conflict 
vanish. Discord and conflict vanish. Look at verses 9 through 13. I'll purify the lips of the peoples. All of them will call on the name of the Lord. Serve him shoulder to shoulder, right? A world gets put back together. These, these folks here, right? And, and it sounds a little bit like 2021, right? They were outraged about everything, right? Outraged about everything, Right, we can we have we have so much access to content, right? Um, that 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 we can be outraged by everything. We can see the discord in everything. And here in Zephaniah chapter three, we have this picture of unity. We have this picture of unity. Look at the end of verse nine, right? That he's going to purify the lips of the peoples, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve Him shoulder to shoulder. I love the picture of that. I love the picture of that. That they were going to serve God shoulder to shoulder, side by side. That's a picture of unity. Discord and conflict vanish. Our lips are purified. Let me ask you this. How much conflict is birthed out of the things that are said? How much conflict is birthed out of the things that are said? You know one of the biggest lies that we tell each other in our culture one of the biggest lies, and we teach it young. We teach it at a young age. We teach it at a young age. Everything okay? Okay, good. They started putting on headphones and checking, and I just want to make sure everything was okay. All right. We teach it at a young age, but one of the biggest lies that, that we teach each other is sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's lies. It should be, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will crush my soul. Words will crush my soul. Words have the power to build up and to encourage. I was, I was, um, I was looking at the, I was, I was looking, uh, they, they, were, um, they were highlighting one of the college basketball coaches last night in a game I was watching, and, and he talked about, there was a quote of him talking about how much encouragement was needed in today's coaches to build up the players, right? And it was, it was a beautiful quote. I should have found it for this morning. But words have the power to build up and to encourage. Jesus would say that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, Paul says in Ephesians 4, 29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen right? Use your words for life, right? He says, he says, I'll purify the lips of the peoples and all that would call upon the name of the Lord. Then he goes on, verse 11, on that day, you will not be put to shame. Shame vanquished, right? Shame vanquished, right? Shame is, 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 is that, that emotion, right, that we have over repeated sin, right? Like we repent of it. We, we, we think we're on the other side, and then boom, three, four weeks later, I trip over the same thing, trip over the same thing, right? And, 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 and Zephaniah says, shame will be vanquished, right? Um, on that day, you will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done, because I will remove from the city those who rejoice in their pride, which leads us to the next thing. The arrogant boasters have been removed, right? Finally uh, exhausted with oneself, right? Finally exhausted oneself. You know, it's a humbling thing to surrender to Jesus. It's a humbling thing to surrender to Jesus because you realize you can't save yourself. You've come 
to the end of yourself, exhausted with oneself. And if, if you're watching this, right, and, and you're having trouble to surrender with Jesus, let me just tell you something. You're, not, you're just not tired of yourself yet. You're not tired of, enough of yourself yet to surrender to Jesus because it's a humbling thing to surrender to Jesus. You get finally to finally be exhausted with oneself, right? And the difficult times remind us of our deep need for him, right? These, these moments like, like, like this week where, where, where some of you are probably frustrated that we're virtual. I, I, I've heard <laughs> some of you are frustrated that we're that we're virtual. I, I get it. But you know what? This, hopefully, I pray this morning that, that, that this does for you what it's done for me this week, reminded me of my deep need for Jesus no matter what, right? Because this thing isn't about you and it's not about me, right? And so the difficult times remind us of our deep need for Jesus. What's to come? Zephaniah speaks to the fact that discord and conflict vanish, the already but not yet. We have that to look forward to. Now, this side of heaven, right? This side of heaven, probably not going to see that, right? We would love to, right? We would love to. We would love to see discord and conflict vanish in the name of the Lord. Amen? Like, what a beautiful picture that would be, right? But we already spoke it, right? Jesus says, in this world, you're going to face trouble. But behold, I've overcome the world, right? And so we've got to find joy in the already, right? To carry us to the not yet. Okay, we've got to find joy in the already to carry us to the not yet, which leads us to the second thing that we see in this passage, that joy becomes our default way of living. That we're in the already, when we live in the already but not yet, joy becomes our default way of living. I want you to see this. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Look at verse 14. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Israel. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He's turned back your enemy, right? This is why we say that Sunday morning gatherings, when the church gathers, whether it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, whenever the church gathers, this should be a celebration, right? Because of what God has done, we are forgiven people washed by the blood of the Lamb that get to gather together and celebrate the one who did the work, right? And that is a reason to celebrate in the name of the Lord. And so joy becomes our default way of living. That's why we sing. That's why we sing. Celebration is an imperative, right? Celebration is an imperative because he says there, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Israel. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He's turned back your enemy. You will never again, will you fear harm, right? The Lord is mighty to save, to save, excuse me. Uh, I, I love I love here. I love here that the grammar of the mood expresses command and order, right? Sing, shout, right? Sing, shout. When 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 someone rewards you, right? When someone when someone forgives you, when someone shows you favor and you receive something, right? It, it, most of our responses aren't just, oh, that's cool. Right? Like great. Thumbs up, right? Right? No, like we get excited, right? We get excited. We get excited. And heaven help us. I mean, heaven help us if we get more excited about winning our fantasy football league than we do about the anticipation of going to heaven and the anticipation of the already, but not yet, 
Like, heaven help us if we get more excited about who wins the national championship than the already but not yet. Heaven help us if we get more excited about what's going to be under the tree this year than the already but not yet. Heaven help us if we get more distraught over our certain circumstances right now that Jesus has already won the victory over, that he hasn't budged, he hasn't changed, he's still on the throne, then we do the already but not yet. Zephaniah saying, sing, shout! For the Lord is good. Look at what he's done. Sorry for the volume level in your living room. But if you're not going to shout, I'm going to shout for your neighbor to hear. The already but not yet. The already but not yet. I'll tell you, I think it's good to preach to a camera from time to time. We're saying some things right now we might not have said at the middle school. Right? Because all those people staring back at me, right? And just waiting to, to pounce at the end of the service. Right now, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I love you guys. Right? But, but joy becomes the default way of living. Right? And, and, but let's, let's be honest, right? Celebration stands in contrast to the situations of life. Why sing and shout? Why sing and shout? Why is Zephaniah singing, saying sing and shout? Well, I'm glad you asked, right? We see, we see him start there in verse 15. Because all of our punishment has been removed. How much? All. All. Because all of our punishment has been removed. He continues. Because never again will you fear any harm. You'll never be harmed. Look at verse 17. I love this picture of God. I love this picture of God. The Lord, your God, is with you. He is mighty to save. The English Standard Version calls him a mighty warrior. I love the picture of God as a mighty warrior, that he is a mighty warrior. Our God killed death, and he takes great delight in you. 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 There's no more mourning. Look at verse 18. I will remove every, I will remove from you the uh, the sorrows for the appointed feast. They're a burden and a reproach to you. Right? The freedom that that's that's a prophecy that it is for freedom. Christ set us free. Right? There'll be no more mourning over the the feast and the appointed feast. Right? And the and all of those things. Uh, verse 19. No more oppression. Right? At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you and then verse 20 the already but not yet at that time i will gather you at that time i will bring you home i will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth all be brought home and this is this is this is what christmas is all about isn't it like this is what christmas is all about What's wired into this season that we're celebrating, that we talk about year after year after year when it comes to Advent, what's wired into this season is anticipation, isn't it? I mean, anticipation, we talked about it, right? Putting up the lights, right? Getting the, getting the tree, right? All those different things. And, and, and sure, different people value different things around this, this season, right? Some people, some people don't value uh, the, the tree. Some people don't value um, certain, certain traditions and certain gatherings, and that's okay, right? That's okay, but, but there's, a, there's a sense, uh, even if you don't do all of the wrappings like that, even if you don't do all the wrappings, right, there's a sense of anticipation, Right? There's a sense of anticipation around all of this, right? Um, um, like, like you've got your plans, you've got where you're going, you've got your celebrations all mapped out, right? And you've got all you've got this, you've got that, right? And 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 all of this, all of this anticipation 
is a shadow of the reality of what's to come. A shadow of the reality of what's to come. A shadow of the reality of what's to come. All of the joys of this life, and think about them, think about them. I'm sure you could, I'm sure you could name them. All the joys of this life. Regathering next Sunday morning, Lord willing, right? Christmas Eve, right? All, all the things to come, right? All the joys of this life. And they don't compare to what's to come. They don't compare to the not yet. They don't compare to the not yet. Read the language. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem, be glad and rejoice with all your heart. I want you to see the six things that God promises here of restoration to come. The six I wills, so to speak. Okay? Uh, we, we see in verse 18, we see in verse 18, I will remove. I will remove. What a beautiful promise. I will remove from you, right? I will remove from you the sorrows for the appointed feast, the burdens, the, 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 the things that are approached to you, right? I will remove. Number, number two, verse 19, I will deal. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. You don't have to deal with them. You don't have to, you don't have to handle them, right? The promise is that God says, I will deal at the time, in the not yet, right? In the not yet. He's already promised it. He's already promised it. That's the already, but the not yet. He's going to deal, right? He's going to deal. Uh, number three, I will save or rescue, right? I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered, right? So he's going to bring back together. He's going to save those who trust in him. Obedience is a key to joy, right? That we talked about earlier, right? I will save. I will rescue, right? Verse uh, number four, verse 19 uh, at the end, I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. God says, I'll show favor on you. I'll show favor on you. Like a good father, I will show favor on you. I will believe in you. I will show favor on you. Amen. And then we look at verse 20, number five. At that time, I will gather you. And at that time, I will underline this, star this, get excited about this. I will bring you home. The not yet. We trust in the promise of the already and look ahead with anticipation to the not yet. I will bring you home. And then look at, her, look at the next part of verse 20. Talk about using your words for life and building up. And look at, look at the last one, number six. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. God says, I will restore you fully and I will honor you. I will praise you. I will honor you. I will praise you. Listen, you know what that screams to me today? That no matter what I'm facing, no matter how bad of a job I did at it, right? No matter, no matter, no matter what is ahead of me, right? That God delights in me. And he delights enough in me to speak, right? That he is going to remove, right? He's going to remove the shame. He's going to remove the oppression. He's going to deal with, 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 with any of my enemies, right? He's going to save me. He's going to rescue me, 
right? He's going to show favor on me in the eyes of others. He's going to bring me home one day, and he is going to give me honor and praise. You know why, friend? Because he delights in me, and he delights in you. The already, but not yet. And so what do we do with this? Come on, Dylan. We're going to sing a song in just a second. What do we do with this? I want you this morning, I want to pray over you. I want to pray over our church. Um, but my prayer for us today is that we would allow God to rejoy us. To rejoy us. To to, to infuse joy into us, to rejoy us, to not, to not make us happy, right? Don't hear that, right? Don't hear that. Don't hear the next time you call me or what, what have you, right? That, that, uh, that, 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 that I expect happiness from you in the midst of your uh, uh, struggles and circumstances and things like that, right? That's, that's not my prayer for you is happy. My prayer is a contentment in the circumstances because you're living for something bigger, the already but not yet. Right? The already but not yet. And so allow God to rejoy you in the already but not yet. Sing this, shout this, pray this, read this over your household. This prophecy from Zephaniah chapter 3. Do not grow weary of doing good, for in due time. Do not grow weary of doing good, for in due time. The promise is that I will remove, I will deal, I will save, I will show favor, I will bring you home, I will give you honor and praise. Don't grow weary of doing good, church. Don't grow weary of doing good. Don't grow weary of doing good. Don't grow weary of doing good. This was one I had to repeat to myself on Thursday, right? Because, because one of the things I've been saying, right, is that we haven't done the tw last 21 months as a church. With all the, all the mask things, we've been harder on masks than any other church, um, right? And part of some of that circumstantial, right? Um, uh, you know, you know we, we haven't done the last 21 months the way that we've done them so that we could be careless now just because it's Christmas and everyone wants to gather, Right? And, 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 yeah, don't grow weary of doing good. Don't grow weary of doing good. Restore in me the joy of my salvation. Restore in me the joy of my salvation. I'm praying that for you. The already but not yet. Not to rejoice in you, not, not to rejoice and restore the joy in you of today, but of your salvation, the already but not yet, the promise that's there for today and the promise of what's to come, the already but not yet. And so I just want to pray over you and let you know that I love you and let you know that I believe God calls us to joy and let you know that I, that's my prayer for you uh, today. Let's pray. Father, I pray for every person watching this, whether it's today, December 12th, 2021, or another day, maybe even another season, 
God, I, I pray for the person that's really having a hard time today with you, with joy. God, I pray that you rejoy them. God, I pray that you humble them. God, I pray that we, they wouldn't try to face the thing that they're facing alone. But that, God, you wrap your arms around them, give them peace. Remind them of the hope that we have in you. And infuse them with joy in what you've already done. The victory that you've already won. But God, also joy in the not yet. What's to come? The promises that we have to look forward to. That we have to celebrate that we get to sing about, that we get to shout about. So God, I pray for joy. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.